Yeah. I don't like, you know, I, I think we're pretty good teammates to one another. I think that's generally true. But you kind of had a bad guy move during the break right there. How did you eat an entire box of M&Ms, Trav? Why do you got to judge me like that? Why can't I just eat my M&Ms in Putting peace? Putting things in perspective, because this morning I take video and you look like you're um, a yoga instructor <laughs> over there eating granola <laughs> and yogurt. And then By what the you're way. not saying yesterday, you're coming in and taking a whole thing of M&Ms. Whole box. They come in a box at SoFi. You don't get the bag, you get the box. Pretty big box, too. <laughs> Took the whole thing down. Kirk and Emily let me down. I brought them from the group, and they didn't They didn't participate. It's kind I of their like fault. I don't like peanut M&Ms. And that's okay, but there's a, there's a way, you know, sometimes somebody will be super inviting, right? Like your invitation. I don't know what your invitation looked like. Emily, was my, was my invitation sincere and inviting? Yes, it was a sincere. But the way it was, was that you are like, all right, guys, come on. I can't eat this all by myself. Well, Here you go. I was wrong about that. <laughs> it was it was kind of no, like it's a guilty thing it's like yeah, hey it come was down like, come down help with me come down help myself <laughs> yeah. and honestly tbh that wasn't that many m&ms i think that the it's fine it was and the acceptable. whole box it wasn't nothing but it's Do, an acceptable amount of m&ms well okay i I'm, thank you I, I like that you're trying to make me feel better half of that box is acceptable that's number I, one I looked, the second thing is you can't stop if you're gonna open up i I made a huge mistake. I looked at the box. Mm -hmm. I know exactly how many calories are in that entire box. And Emily, it's too many. I, I did not need 600 calories worth of well, this is sugar. That's how I felt no about my reason. whole bag of Cheetos, too. I, I, it, it's okay. I should, that would have been better. That was a normal size oh, bag okay. along the way. Is, the, is it a like the per-serving thing? Like no, is it the, I, so I did the math. There's three I per. Did, no, it was. It, it's there's three per. I multiplied the calorie per serving. So times you're not three. in a good spot. I don't need yeah. that from any of these places. <laughs> Nutritional facts. Don't give me the hey. If you have one third of this bag, <laughs> it's this much damage. Yeah. I'm not gonna have one third. So give me the whole thing so I know. <laughs> you can, I mean, don't put two seventy on multiply there. Multiply by two or I three. Get it. It's I understand not that. that hard. But that means I'm. You're expecting me to eat half. I'm not going to eat half. <laughs> That's probably true. Oh, very quickly. So we were at the, doing the Rams pregame show yesterday at SoFi. As I'm walking through the parking lot at SoFi Stadium, going to our broadcast location, I somebody recognizes me and they say, "Trav, Trav, Trav." And I stop and I look and they're like, "You don't even stop to do." <laughs> no, I, no, I stopped, right walked over to the car and I'm like, "Hey, man." They're like, "Hey, absolutely love the show. Where's Al? Where's Al? Ask Slee. Mm -hmm. Ask Slee." My favorite thing, as if. <laughs> We like we room together as well. <laughs> Gotta say, Trav was getting a lot of love yesterday, we, but we, Slee was also getting a lot of love too. Every time, every time they want to know where you were, and we did get some nice compliments yesterday. I want to give a quick shout out to Manny, to Phil, and to Michelangelo who all stopped by and, and and made it a point to say not how that much they enjoy this one. No, not the guy, not the sculptor. He's he was unavailable yesterday, but uh, thanks to everybody that checked in. It, it's fun. You should come and hang out. You could do an ass Slee during the pregame show. I might come to the Titans game. All right. The problem is Lakers have a game that night too. So I got to figure that out. You should you should do the Laker post game. Should do them both. Do, do a double header a along the way. That's the that's the way to do it. All right. Dodger season is over. They have a lot of players that they need to figure out what they're going to do. Here here are the names of guys that very likely might not be back. Okay, and Corey Seager unrestricted free agent he is a world series and nlcs mvp he is a multiple time all-star he plays a premium position he will be highly sought after clayton kershaw is the most popular dodger of the last 15 20 years yep kenley jansen who i would have told you at the beginning of the season yeah bye Lights thank you out what, what's more than that yeah. because that's what it was it was an extraordinary performance yeah. that i did not think we were going to get chris taylor 
who was one of the more valuable Dodgers down sure. the stretch, sure. big hits. Clutch. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. And Max Scherzer, of course. Here's the one guy that I think you absolutely need to fire every bullet you need to fire to try to get him to stay. It's Seager. Hmm. It, it's Seager. And that's no disrespect to Trey Turner. I still want to keep Trey Turner, who's under contract for one more year. Safe to say, were you saying this a month ago? No. No. And I, that's okay. By the way, you, yeah. the more information you get, um, you get it in, in playoff baseball. That can help kind of tell the story by the time you get to the offseason. I, I want him back. I, I think he's an important part of the core moving forward because the core is going to look different. Look, Justin Turner's got one more deal year left on his deal. Yep. Maybe the National League has the DH next year. Maybe he slides into that role. Maybe Gavin Lux goes to third base. The rest of these guys, Kershaw has a decision to make that's entirely his. Do you want to go pitch on a bad team for a lot of money or do you want to pitch on a really good team with where still a pretty good amount of money? For a pretty good amount of money. Yep. Scherzer gone taylor unfortunately i think probably leaves because i think somebody's going to pay him a whole bunch and good for him and then kenley jansen i think you got the last really high-end baseball out of him yeah this is what makes the offseason so interesting when you have a squad like the dodgers they're expected to win a world series you got so many guys i'm I'm gonna say this obviously isn't a last hurrah there's certain teams franchises out there that think this is it they went all in the reason why I say it's not the last hurrah, what I mean by that is it's a sustainable product that they have. As in, even if they lose four out of those five guys that you just talked about, it's not like you're going to walk into spring training next season and think to yourself, well, the Dodgers are mid-pack in the NL West. Right. That's no, not going to be the case. They've done an amazing job. of mm-hmm. Mookie's here for the foreseeable future. Was it a 12-year deal he signed at the beginning? So he's got 11 more years left on his deal. Will Smith is arguably getting close to becoming the face of your franchise as your best player. Corey Seager probably already is that at this point. Max Muncy is still around. You have Gavin Lux. You have Cody Bellinger, who you're going to have to make a decision on sooner than later. You've got some good players sure. on this team that sure. are going to be here no matter what, but it's going to look different. If Corey Seager's not here, it looks different. If Clayton Kershaw's in Dallas, sure. Kenley Jansen's in Seattle or, or wherever he is, it's going to look pretty different. The difference is, you're right, it is going to look different, but as you turn the page on a chapter that could potentially have closed on Saturday, that, that chapter could have closed on Saturday, yes. as in that core group, those guys. Kershaw, Turner, Jansen, mm-hmm. that, that group of guys. But as you start a new chapter, this is the difference, and this is what's so uncommon in sports and so difficult. To close a championship, World Series, or any sport type of chapter, usually it's, okay, we're going to start rebuilding. It's going to take some time to grow. It's going to be this, that, this. It's not the case with the Dodgers. So they can start a new chapter but still be competing. Listen when I say this, people. I'm not saying that one guy is as good as the other, but think about Max Scherzer leaving, and he probably will. Yep. You get Dustin May back next year. They're, the difference between those two players is real, but it's not just one guy is a bum and the other guy's a Hall of Famer. One guy's a Hall of Famer, and the other guy's really damn good. Well, and the Dodgers could do what they did this past trade deadline is, okay, let's get our ducks in a row, see what it looks like, and then, oh, by the way, if we got to go make another move, we'll go make another move. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline here here's the deal trevor bauer really jammed them up too we haven't spent much time talking about him other than in a sense of what he did we all know what he did and he got administratively left off of the the roster in the league i don't even know how to phrase that it was so weird still hasn't been charged with a crime but the fact that he was gone for the better part of the season and soaked up as much money as he did for this team. And really, the Dodgers ran out of arms at the end of the line. Like just, just whether it was Kershaw or Bauer or any of these things, 
injuries are a part of it. This isn't a part of it. They really missed him but down they, the stretch. This might go down to what you were talking about. You were one of kind of the, the, the first ones and the quiet ones saying, hey, I'm not sure about this Trevor Bauer move. There's a reason why he's played on X, X amount of different Major League Baseball teams in this short of a span. Um, usually, if you got some baggage, it's not like all of a sudden that baggage just stays away. And I, I, I just say that because it was obviously their decision, the Dodgers organization decision, to bring in somebody that had a lot of question marks. And like you said, that ultimately did have an impact on how the season played out. Yeah, look, he was not just one of their pitchers. He was one of their best pitchers. The Dodgers had a, a, a boatload of talented arms. But, I mean, Dustin May goes down. Tony Gonsolin underperforms. David Price underperforms. Clayton Kershaw gets hurt not once but twice. Bueller and Scherzer and Urias all run yeah. out of gas. That At some point, you, you wouldn't expect all of that to go wrong. And it did. Along the way, I mean, it's just the way that it goes. And this is why the Laker thing is so interesting to yep. me. The Laker situation is not dissimilar to that. There's still a long way to go, but you can only sustain so many, ah, we'll be okay with that, ah, we'll be okay with that, before it's, uh-oh, we're, we're really shorthanded. We saw it last season. There are certain players that once you miss them, you know it's going to change the whole scope. You actually mentioned this yesterday. You were listening to the Lakers broadcast. Yeah and John and Michael are describing, there was a point where LeBron went down during the game. Yeah. And listen, John is trying to call this on the fly. He sees LeBron down there holding his knee, ankle, leg, whatever the case is. So John is trying to just – LeBron is down and he's in a lot of pain, I believe is what he said. Trying to share what he's seeing. Yeah, there's certain players that – For half a second, they popped right back up, but it was fine. But for half a second, it's like, oh, no. Yep. (laughs) Oh, no, not him. That you can only do so much. But if he goes down, if Anthony Davis goes down, you can survive some of that other stuff to a point, not those two. All right, so speaking of last night, today's uh, stat hero of the day, how about Carmelo Anthony? Let me give Carmelo Anthony a little bit of love here. Scored 28 points last night, passes Moses Malone to move to number nine on the all-time scoring list. Um, he's got a long way to go, I think, before he gets to Shaq, which is number eight. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? I, I, I'm I'm telling you genuinely, I don't think it dawned on me. I, I think Carmelo Anthony is a is a has had a really good career. I did not even I didn't even think about him top ten in scoring. I, I'm not surprised. I for whatever reason I if you would have said to me, hey Travis, where is Carmelo Anthony on the all time scoring list? I would have guessed somewhere inside the top ten. He's mm-hmm. been around for 19 seasons. He's been a somewhere between a twenty-five all, all NBA scoring <laughs> yeah. guy yeah. and and a really good scoring guy for what seventeen of those years. Yeah, he's going to score some points. All right, uh, Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives the player the advantage. Go to StatHero.com slash seven ten ESPN for three hundred percent back on your first play. All right, you're going to want to know a little bit of. Uh, your trivia, a little football trivia. You want to give them a little bit? Go ahead. Be my guest. All right. Um, know your stuff on Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Know your stuff on Derrick Henry. There you go. Jalen Ramsey and Derrick Henry. we got a matchup coming up. you got a chance to win Titans and Rams tickets in a couple of weeks, and you're going to want to call right now. It's Million Dollar Mondays, 877-710-ESPN, 877 877- Pick up the phone and call. 710-ESPN. Do that. Million Dollar Mondays coming up next on Travis and Slee, 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So here's what's going on. It's Million Dollar Mondays. You got a chance to win uh, tickets to the Rams and the Titans coming up in yep. two Sundays. It's mm-hmm. a Sunday night game on November 7th. And if you get these questions right, you will give get us one trivia question. One right. trivia. It's, it's, not not that that hard. Hard. it's not that hard. It's not that hard. hard. You're going to give us your Super Bowl prediction, both the teams and the score. And if you get it, you get a million bucks. Let's go. Let's start in Monrovia with Nate. Nate, you are up uh, first on Million Dollar Mondays. How are you feeling this morning, Nate? Wonderful, wonderful, fellas. How's it going? Doing good, good, buddy. Nate, what's your last name? Hall. Nate Hall. Nate Hall from Monrovia. Al's got your question for okay, you. Okay, Nate, here's what we got. What was Jalen Ramsey's number before he changed it to number five this year? Talk to me, Nate. Five. Jalen Ramsey. Four. Uh, three. Two. Twenty. Yeah. All right. There you go, okay, Nate. Nate congratulations, got it done. Nate. I don't know if that five that, extra seconds had you searching on hey, Google. I think the train went by and maybe it had an old Rams billboard on it with uh, number twenty on there. Congratulations, <laughs> Nate. Driving so impossible to use Google. Ooh, look at you, Nate. That's, you <laughs> fire right back at me, Nate bro. I, I'm with you. Fire right back. Okay. All right. So Nate Hall from Monrovia. Nate, I need a Super Bowl matchup with both the teams and the final score. The two teams' individual score. We're going Baltimore Ravens mm. versus the Rams. We're going to take the Rams 24, Baltimore 21. All right, so we got the Rams beating the Baltimore Ravens 24-21. to 21. Nate Hall from Monrovia, you are entered in the Million Dollar Contest, and you get tickets to see the Rams and Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans two Sundays from now, Sunday Night Football at SoFi Stadium. Make sure you stay on the line, uh, Nate, and Emily will make sure that you get uh, all your information taken care of. That We thought that might be a little bit of a tricky one, Al. Yeah, we thought it would be, and then you know I thought, hey, maybe I'm going to – Call out this guy. By the way, appreciate everybody else that called in. You just got to be quicker to the phones here. <laughs> Nate gets in here and uh, and just executes right out the gate. Uh, Nate also went right back at me and said, hey, Slee, I'm driving. Okay, I'm on the 405. Nobody was Googling. I'm not in front of my computer him. like this. Don't disrespect him. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Nice to just kind of have a collective exhale after the Lakers finally won that game. The Lakers are going to win a lot of games. The Lakers are going to go to the playoffs. The Lakers have an incredibly talented roster, but it's nice to just finally check that box that they've won a game for the first time since last May. May 27th was the last date that the Lakers won, so it just kind of gives you an idea of how long it's been since we've had a Lakers victory. Trav, okay. You're going to sit back. It's Sunday night. Lakers are playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, if Memphis has a great season this year, what are they? Sixth in the Western Conference? Seventh yes. probably in the Western Conference? That's yes. if they have a great season, yes. right? So realistically, beating Memphis in the end of October is not that big of a deal. But for the Lakers, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. They really, they did, really Needed a win. They had their first three home games, first three games of the season, all at home. Um, but I'll be the first one to also tell you this. As great as it is to get a W, this team's got a long way to go. Long way to go. On the defensive side in particular. Mm-hmm. They, they just do not seem to have that part of it figured out quite yet. And you're right. Last night, it, it sounds so silly to say it out sure, loud. Sure, somebody's sitting back it, probably it, saying. It, yeah. it had a little bit of juice to it because you lose on opening night mm-hmm. to the Warriors. 
that don't have Clay Thompson and Steph Curry can't throw a ball in the ocean. I, I was telling Michael and I were talking before that game started. Yeah. What do you think? Warriors a 500 team until they get healthy? Yeah, they're going to be around 500. So expectation is, okay, Lakers are going to win and that And the game. reason they were going to be 500 is because Clay would go off, or excuse me, Steph would go off and yep. keep them around until Clay gets back and then they can go and do it. They lose without Steph having a big day. Turn around, you get run out of the building by Phoenix. I know yep. the final score wasn't terrible. They were down by yeah, 32, 32 points. Yeah. That, that, that's a bad look. Mm -hmm. A team with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, right on the line, down 32. I get it's the NBA. It happened. That's a bad look. Sure. And then last night, you needed John Morant to miss the third of three free throws to escape. And and it was, it was a little anxiety-inducing. So, what's kind of funny is... You did. You needed John Morant had forty and ten yesterday. John Morant had Staples Center, Owen and Ong. And I, I don't say that lightly. Like Trav, I'm I'm telling you, and you know this, there's certain players that come perform. When K D comes to Staples Center, we there's an expectation sure. already that this is K D when Luca comes, when um James Harden comes, when Steph Curry comes. I didn't listen, I know John Morant's good. I didn't know John Morant was 40 and 10. There's no answer for me. I get to the basket whenever I want. I'm a highlight reel every time. John Morant sent the Warriors home last year. They didn't make the playoffs because Absolutely. of him. Absolutely. <laughs> he gets fouled. Lakers are up three. Kent Bazemore fouls him, and Kent Bazemore does the, no, I didn't touch him. No, you hit him in the yeah, hand. That's, yeah, you that's did, the definition actually. of a you, foul. You fouled him. I got to say this. Yeah. Kent, I get it. It was embarrassing. It was bad foul. All the Instinctive. Instinctively, I, I you play it. defense, I, it happens. I, I, I get it, it happens. But it's a mistake. We have televisions. We know you fouled him. Stop mm -hmm. Stop looking like you were somehow framed for something you didn't do. Yeah. You you fouled him. We mm -hmm. saw it. It's on TV. It's fine. He missed it, it. You know, We'll live to fight another day, but let's maybe be a little more careful with our hands because, yes, you did foul him. John Morant steps up to the free throw line. He hits the two first free throws. <laughs> He's got one more to go. Yeah. Back iron. Carmelo gets the rebound, hits two free throws. Lakers end up winning the game. Carmelo ends up with 28 points last night. If I'd have told you Carmelo's going to score 28 for the Lakers off the bench. And oh, by the way, LeBron, Anthony Davis, even though AD or even though LeBron um, percentage wise didn't shoot well. No. Uh, if I'd have told you Russell Westbrook gave you 13 and 13 and 7 and also had nine turnovers, throw that into the mix. Oh, Lakers are going to blow up Memphis. No, they needed everything. They needed every the last end. point along yeah. the way. Look. It's three games, and I'm going to say it again. It's not a finished product, but the pieces look weird right now. They don't look like it's close. It doesn't mean you can't get it. It doesn't mean that you can't figure it out. It doesn't mean that you don't keep tinkering with rotations and all these other things. But through the first three, because keep in mind, the yep. first game, AD and LeBron were really good, and you lost. Mm -hmm. The second game, nobody was really very good, and you got blown out by the defending Western Conference champions. Last night, what you just we talked about the defense. You talked about nine turnovers from Westbrook. You talked about them not shooting the ball. Like There, there hasn't been a, oh, Oh, this is an easy fix. There's are things that it's going to take some time. This is not, ah, he missed a shot at the end. This is, hey, this doesn't look quite right. That's a little different. Okay, good thing for the Lakers. Uh, by the way, tonight, 7 to 8 p.m., we'll do a Lakers talk, so just keep that one in mind. The good news for the Lakers is this. Tomorrow you're at San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Spurs are not considered to do anything this year. Um, Oklahoma City the following night on Wednesday. So you got two road games, Spurs, OKC. If right now 
me, you, Zach, Emily, and Janice go out there. We can. It could be a close game in the fourth <laughs> quarter against OKC. I'll I'll guard Shea Gilgis. Okay, <laughs> be my guest. No, I'm not. I don't play Shea defense. Shea Gilgis. <laughs> I don't play defense. I don't play. You don't go. On Zach, this. Emily, either one of you guys. You don't pass to, half court. SGA. You don't. You guys you don't, can have him. You don't pass half court. Okay, so you got Spurs, OKC. These are your two road games. Mm-hmm. I think this is so perfect for this Lakers team because, like you said, they're going to need time. Listen to these four home games that the Lakers have after this. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the Houston Rockets. If that wasn't good enough, the Houston Rockets again. Get them twice. Get them two. Fun. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, my. So they have layups like no tomorrow. They could, you know, still eventually figure things out and from a record perspective be okay after 10 games. Let's go back to Friday night real quickly here for a second. Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard get into an argument. Yep. Basically, what it was is a little light shoving. When you see Twitter, fight! Yeah. It's not a fight. Stop. By the way, can people stop trying to break up things that are not that big of a deal? It makes it look so much bigger than it yeah. is. Because now you've knocked me off balance. Now I have to try to recorrect and come. It, it, it was an argument. They were mad. Somebody didn't rotate correctly on yeah. defense. And so I'm saying, hey, buddy. Do better. We're mm-hmm. trying to win a game. Guys fight all the time. Good players, good argue teammates. All the time. They, yeah. they argue all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they even punch each other. It happens in practice. What Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan got into a legendary fist fight at practice, yep. right? This is it's not the end of the world. Chicago Bulls almost traded Jordan after that. <laughs> what, they were protecting Kerr. <laughs> What's interesting? <laughs> Is that it happened in the second game of the season. Yeah, that one's that, a little off. That, that's <laughs> a little because look, sometimes when you're around somebody This thing marinate a little bit. <laughs> the, you, know? you know, this that guy over there, he's not really my guy. It's fine, it's fine. Hey, you know, that guy was on the plane the other night, he was really kind of bothering. It's fine, it's fine. Hey, in the hotel the other night, you know, just did we stop? And it's a it's it's a weeks and months of tension yeah. building to where you're like, dude, stop. And it bubbles over and there's some pushing and shoving. Played two games. It's, I'm just throwing. I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm saying that that happened two games into the season. Guys didn't know each other. They were teammates for an entire sure, year. Sure. This is not. Hey, this is oil and water, and they hate each other's guts. I believe it's a both problem. of them on Friday night when they said, "Hey, this thing's over. It's squashed. Let's that move too. on." But the thing, one thing, the Lakers got to do here moving forward: just start playing better basketball. Everything else will take care of itself. The talent is there. The vets are there. Carmelo drops 28 yesterday. All right, Dave Roberts said that they had a tremendous season this year. You're going to hear from him and tell you why he's wrong that's coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
I, I, I want to put this in a way that's not disrespectful to everybody that went to the Coliseum for five years because okay. those were fun games too. This is such a different dynamic inside that building, and I'm not just talking about the newness of it all. That I'm not. That's a, the noise. Emily, you and I, I think you and I were talking about it. it. It's so loud in there. Part of it is is it's turned up really yeah. loud, but the people are fi- that roof keeps the noise in. It's the first time since the Rams have been back where there's like a home field advantage just from say, a it's noise their, perspective. It's their home, right? Like you have a place. No, this is ours. You don't have to go take down the banners after every game or put up banners. It's their home, right? So um, the vision of the Los Angeles Rams when you knew that they were leaving St. Louis and they were coming to L.A. You were going to have part of the intrigue was SoFi Stadium, and uh, I have not been there for a game. Maybe maybe this Tennessee thing is going to happen because I did look at the schedule. No Laker game on that Sunday. Ask Slee on the Laker or the uh, Rams pregame show. You should come and stand right there. You just stand off to the side, and yeah. then when somebody goes, hey, where's what Slee? Time, what time's right kickoff? We'll have a kickoff. booth just for Ask Slee. They can <laughs> walk up, go. and it's going to be an additional thing. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like a, a 520 kickoff. It's like a confession. They can't see <laughs> yeah. me. You got to sit down. Bless me, Slee, for I have a question. <laughs> Do you I like to hear it. stuff off the new album? Like, get him out of here. <laughs> the hell is security? That's the way that it should go. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a five twenty kickoff on Sunday night. It's a Sunday so night football pre-game game. Pre-game will go till when? Uh, about five, Emily. Would you say that's probably when we wrap up our version of the pregame? Yeah, show? about five. Yeah, and then I got JB a really has it busy Sunday afternoon, but I'll be there about five, five, five ten. <laughs> There's an extra spot in the press booth right next to me. You can be, you can be there too. Yeah, there go. do our whole show. Espresso, M and M's. There's a there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in there. All right, Dave Roberts says that this season was not a loss of a season. I think for me, I wanted those guys to be proud of that because the entire organization not just the guys in the room you know there's people that all across our organization that work really hard for this season and to say that it was a lost season or a wasted season or anything you've never been in a major league clubhouse and understands the sacrifices understand the sacrifice that people make so it's still not lost on any of us that we didn't accomplish our goal yeah i i think he's right i i think that he's right about that that the guys in the clubhouse understand that it's not a loss they won 106 games and yeah. fought like hell it's not a wasted season because a bunch of guys nobody really gave up years. nobody you know walked away when this thing was all said and done when push came to shove and said ah oh, we don't care there not was that. no lack of effort or mm-hmm. give up the dodgers fought like crazy but it is disappointing it's it's terribly disappointing it's it's incredibly difficult to see the roster that that team had with the all-stars and Hall of Famers and Cy Young Award winners and MVPs and the, all the games that they won during the regular season and get eliminated before the final round and get eliminated by a team that you're better than more often than not. You just weren't better than them for the better part of, of a week and change that they were hotter, they hit better, they pitched better. It's, it's terribly disappointing. You, you can't spin it any other way. This, um, this is what most markets – most markets don't get this. Uh, the best way to put it here, when you're expected to win every single year, that's special. It really is. Like I, I tell you that because that's not the case in many markets. If the Rams don't win a Super Bowl, Trav, the expectation is going to be the Rams in a year that they're supposed to. You go out, you trade for Matt Stafford. You're obviously supposed to have a great season. If you don't win a Super Bowl, or you lose in the first or second round of the playoffs. It's a disappointing season. If you're the Los Angeles Lakers and you get into the playoffs and you lose in the Western Conference Finals or you lose in the second round, it's a disappointing season. The Dodgers have built themselves. This didn't start yesterday. 
they've built these expectations that unless you win the whole thing, it was a disappointing season. So however it played out, I, I agree with you that ultimately it is a disappointment. They went to the NLCS this year. Mm -hmm. They went to and won the World Series last year. The year before that, they're out in the divisional round. The year before that, they lose in the World Series. The year before that, they lose in the World Series. Yeah. The year before that, they lose in the National League Championship Series. This is not a, hey, we're getting closer. This is a, we're in this every yeah. year, and we need to punch some of these in. And, and again, I don't, sometimes when you look at this stuff, I gotta hate to do this, but it's true, so I'm gonna say it. Okay. When the Dodgers lost to the Nationals a couple of years ago, they blew it. They 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 blew it. That they brought Clayton Kershaw in to go pitch more in that eighth inning after he'd barely gotten out of the inning before, and he gives up a home run. And before anybody had even understood what had happened, he gave up another Soto one. Soto hits another one. Right. He it's just boom, boom. It's like wait what just happened and you didn't and then joe kelly was pitching and kenley never came they blew that game clayton kershaw pitched poorly dave man dave roberts managed that situation poorly they blew it that hurts worse than this this is we're losing guys left and right we're playing with half of our team we're playing with none of our pitching staff basically you, you can understand this one a little bit easier but you can't keep going to the semifinals or the final round over and over and over again the only thing that matters if you keep getting to that point in the season is did you win it at all or not? And I don't care about the circumstance. And I don't want to say I don't care in a in an emotional sense, but you're you spent two hundred plus million yeah. on your team. No, you no gotta, one, you got to do it. By the way, no one cares. You know, right. it, there's nobody in baseball or other teams or other fan bases feeling bad for the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're just not because they know the resources that the Dodgers have, the amount of money that they put into their specific squad, going out and getting Max Scherzer and Trey Turner at the trade deadline. You know, I always find interesting. Chad, there's you look at the Dodgers and you look at what they accomplished this season. Mm -hmm. You said something months ago. You were talking about we, we were having the discussion, how do you define a dynasty? How do you define a dynasty? Look what they've done. Look what they've accomplished. Look how many World Series they've gone to. This, this. And both you and I came to, you know, the conclusion that at the end of the day, you gotta stack up you gotta have a couple World Series. No question you about it. You have to have a couple. No so question about it. I think it. that conversation what you don't want is, remember that Atlanta Braves run that they had? Mm -hmm. 14 in a row, I believe, division titles. How many World Series they have? One. One. That's what you actually remember more from that run, is that people say, wow, they were good for so long, but they only won one World Series. And I'm not, this isn't a comparison with the Atlanta Braves, but at the end of the day, you are going to be, um, you're going to be basically... You either won it all or you didn't. That's how you're going to be judged. I, I, I want to talk about this more tomorrow because I think it's a really interesting question. Mm -hmm. What do you do differently next year? How do you get over the hump? Because they've been running this thing for a long time. I'm going to go back a little further. I was going by memory. NLCS this year, World Series win. Lost in the Division Series. Lost in back-to-back -back World Series seasons in 17 and 18. NLCS the year before that. And then two divisional losses. And then the NLCS way back in 2013 when this, when this run started. You've had really good pitching. Yep. You've had two, you know, Dave Roberts, I think, is a, is a good manager. Don Mattingly, okay. I don't know how great he is, but he was, he was all right. It, it worked out okay. You're not going to change the manager. Dave Roberts, I know that people are terribly frustrated with him. You're not, Dave Roberts is not getting fired. So let's move on from that. That's not going to happen, nor should he get fired. But what do you do differently? You, you can't just run it back again, right? 
What would you like to see done differently? Do you let Kenley leave? Do you let Corey Seager leave? Do you shuffle this thing all together and make this about Max Muncy and Will Smith and Mookie Betts? Do what? What does it look like next year? Because running it back again doesn't feel like the right thing. I think that you're right. That is a fascinating conversation. That's going to be the conversation. You know, you look at when a team fails. It's one thing for a team to fail, and you have the ability to bring everybody back. They don't have the Dodgers this year. The Dodgers next year can look completely different, and it could be that the Dodgers just had no – even if the Dodgers wanted to bring everybody back, there's no guarantee that these players would resign. You got five key players. That obviously is going to be an interesting offseason. Off the top of your head, don't give it too much mm-hmm. thought. I'm taking Seager off the list because he's the obvious answer. Okay. Of these three guys that are free agents, mm-hmm. Kershaw, Jansen, and Taylor, you can only keep one. Who do you keep? Kershaw. Because? First of all, I'd always value pitching more than anything else. Um, the fact that he could be—he's only 33 years old. The fact that he could be a starter and he's not going to be asked to have the brunt on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. A lot of what he's going to be asked to do will be a third, fourth—you know, something along those lines. I think Kershaw. It's the second answer. I'll tell you what the number one answer is. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Can I throw an idea out there? And this is not the eat a hot wing right before the show ends. Still on that, that one we're still working on. It would be, by the way, it'd be this time. Okay. I don't want to ruin my palate for the rest of the day. It would be for seven, eight minutes of just brutal, like one of those just incredibly spicy hot wings, and then we'd continue the show for another seven, <laughs> eight minutes. Um, are you a fan of this weather? Love it. But I thought it was just me. There's something about cloudy, cold, everyone stays indoor. This is this <laughs> this I, I, is the real deal right here. I like hoodies and and half zips. Like they're my favorite things to wear, and you don't get to wear them a ton here. No, so when you it, don't. When it comes out like this, I'm a hundred percent. And I'm, plus, I like it that I can just go outside and walk from my car to Starbucks and not be in a full sweat. You guys sound like uh, in the office of the uh, episode of The Office when Phyllis is like trying to do all those idioms about the rain, and she's like, "Oh, I just want to cozy up on in, in a warm blanket, <laughs> like, all that yep, stuff." That's, that's you guys right now. That's our. <laughs> Monday night football tonight so, just be cozying up yeah, with some Lakers good, talk. Hot, hot cocoa and a, a little uh, little snack on the side, maybe some scones. Um, I had, we walk from SoFi over to Hollywood Park Casino yeah. where and we I do- think you guys described it today. It's six miles. You guys walk it's, no, on it's, the- No, it's honestly, it's about a mile. On the 110. <laughs> it's about a mile, but- I want to make sure that I'm there on time, right? I want to watch as much of the game as possible yeah. and then very quickly get over to the postgame show as quick as I can. I was kind of double-timing it yesterday. You would have thought I ran the L.A. Marathon by the time I walked into Hollywood Park Casino. I was Do you jog or is it like sweat. a fast walk? I don't think I can jog anymore. I don't, I don't even think that it's physically possible for me. When you fast walk, are like the elbows moving? Oh, yeah. No, like I'm, the- I'm working. I got my backpack on because I think if both feet left the ground at the same time, yeah. my knees would shatter. Yeah. My hips would give out. You're out it's 100% three to six weeks. Three to six weeks with they don't even know the injury, just age. Can you read what the very last text on the bottom of that is right there? Literally can't see it if my life depended on it's, it. All it says is sausage. <laughs> for the bacon oh, yeah, and sausage. sausage. Yeah, no, the Wendy's yeah, ad that we're my, doing. Uh, yeah, it's my sausage. oldest son, Bobby. Uh, last Go thing back. for you before Do we good. get to the dump. Yeah. Um, you watching Astros Braves? 
Yeah, I'm a baseball person. I'm going to watch the World Series. I think it's going to be a good series. It should be. I look. I like Freddie Freeman a lot because yeah. he's from Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like. And he's Freddie. very easy to like. He's very easy to like. He yeah. was going to go to a Big West school, like all great athletes. He was going to attend sure. a Big West University to I play college screwed baseball. Up the mountain. <laughs> he he got a he you went know, to San Diego State University. Not good enough. <laughs> First round pick. Decided he didn't go play Major League Baseball instead. Mm-hmm. No, I like Freddie Freeman. Um, I like uh, Ozzy Albies, who seems to be having fun while he's out they're playing but yeah. i don't know man i did the braves still when the braves you mentioned a minute ago 12 14 years in a row whatever it is i have a hard time getting with that braves team just they put a sour taste in my mouth it's gonna last the rest of my well, life what are you gonna do you're gonna get with the other team that's no the houston Astros? no i'm gonna root for the braves because they're the lesser of two evils but uh I, i'm not gonna i have a real appreciate hard your honesty by saying if the astros won it there would be a little uh, there's something there. Yeah, it, there, there's, there's something there. there. Look, and here's the other thing: while they were running it at a much higher rate, I do not think they were the only ones doing it either. I think that now were they doing it more and more sophisticated? Yeah, I believe that. Were they shameful in not admitting what they were doing? Yeah, and the stupid lies like I didn't want somebody to see my new tattoo. Sure, it's all ridiculous. But if they win the World Series right now or this upcoming week or two. It's very hard not to give them credit for that. It, it really would be. I'm not going to do it, but it'll be hard for me not to do it. Let's go to the dump. Penn State and Illinois played nine overtimes on Saturday. <laughs> just, just, I'm just going to throw that out there. They played nine overtimes, okay? Nine. The final score was 20 to 18. Anybody want to put that together for I, me? <laughs> I genuinely don't understand what happened because I'd go on ESPN.com and I'm just looking up whatever. I'm looking up some of the college scores. I have no idea what that meant when it said nine <laughs> overtimes and the score was still 20 to 18. I'm like, they should have canceled the game. Four overtimes in, there should be a rule that just says, hey, that's enough, hey, guys. I, I, by the way, for I the don't product disagree. of college football, let's just stop playing. At some point, it's like, okay, we're done here. It's a tie. Everybody go home. You don't have to end. You don't need to play nine overtimes. You really don't need nine overtimes when the final score is. I'd rather actually have nine overtimes than a tie. Eh, not that. That's that's garbage. Play. Is it just me, or is it that when there's a tie in the NFL and just seeing that in the standings, I'm like, no, that's it. This season doesn't even count. <laughs> Wait, you get in one of those survivor pools and you get a t- like, did I lose? Am I out? Like, is a what, is a t- what does a tie mean? Am I do I get half credit? I I, I don't even know what to do with this at this point. Just uh, pretty crazy. Uh, it's the six year anniversary of Kirk Cousins. That the you like that? That might be the oh, last yeah, time I thought right. about Kirk Cousins in a football sense. He went to football purgatory up in Minnesota. I think they. I think I don't know this for a fact. But that was such a slogan for a while. I'm sure this guy probably made some money off of that. Let's see. I mean, when was the last time you actually heard it? <laughs> nah, come on. You know what's weird? When I wasn't sold on it. You know, we're, <laughs> that's we're, it. Yeah. That's it exactly. You know, you know. last week we were talking about trying to sell you the Lakers and the Suns was uh, just a new rivalry in the NBA that everybody's jumping on board to. And you saw you said, I'm not buying your timeshare. I'm not <laughs> buying whatever the hell Kirk Cousins was when selling. When there's an emotional moment, yeah. it, you need to sound like it wasn't something you rehearsed yeah, in the It's natural. It's natural. <laughs> it, it, it can sound like, like something. That. Well, was, the first one, he said it. The second one, he read it. Yeah. He actually you like pulled that? out. You like that? Honey, I, I think that uh, tomorrow at the game, if we win, yeah. I'm going to come in and try. You like that? You like that? What it's do you almost, think? It's almost as he said it the first time, and somebody went like this, Traff. Somebody's like, hey, hey, one more time. We need one more take at that. You like that? Yeah. You like that? 
There we go. There's the second one. All right. So Matthew Stafford yesterday, mm-hmm. who is in his 13th year in the NFL, yep. and by all accounts, this is might be the most ridiculous stat in, that you're going to. I right know. Individually, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford has had a fantastic career. Statistically, yep. he's had a fantastic career. He threw his 300th touchdown, touchdown pass. pass yesterday, and yep. he did it faster than. Anybody other than six guys, all other six are either in the Hall of Fame or locks, guys like we'll Tom Brady and Aaron yep. Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown pass yesterday. Double the amount. Double. Okay. I got a real question for you. So the story was that who was it that caught the 600th? Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans caught it. Threw the ball into the stands, forgetting that it was his 600th touchdown pass. Then that individual that had the ball gave the ball back, Mm -hmm. did not ask for anything. Mm -hmm. Travis Rogers in that position. Let me finish here. (laughs) The ball is valued at $500,000. Okay? It's a lot of money. I don't know if you've looked at the housing prices around Southern California. I've got kids in college. That is a solid down payment (laughs) that you could put down and get yourself into a nice home. Yes. Is Travis Rogers handing back that football? To Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I have not looked up what Tom Brady's net worth is, but I'm pretty sure he's doing pretty good and he'll be okay. <laughs> Handing the ball back, are you telling Tom Brady, Tom, what a cool accomplishment, man, what a great career. Scratch me 500K and we will call it even. <laughs> Honestly? Yes. Uh, it's not my That's not my ball, it's his. He gets it back. I, I'd give it to him without even giving it a second thought. I really would. And now, if you said to me, if he... Said five hundred thousand dollars in the moment. Tom, you're coming to my housewarming. I want you to come. I got a new house down in San Juan Capistrano. Uh, really greatly more, appreciate more everything of a data that you've done. Guy, but then, but that's fine. I don't even know the housing market yet. I'm probably going into the wrong market. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm giving it back. It's his ball. Mike Evans probably. Hey, real sorry about that. Uh, we can swap that out for a jersey. Five hundred grand to the, the National Football League is nothing. How do they find the pod? Uh, ESPN app on iTunes. Search Travis and Sliwa show. Catch the full three hours. Hours, just search Travis and Sliwa. All right, so we're going to talk more about the Dodgers tomorrow. Like, what do you do from here? How do you change up the mojo? How do you get things back? Mason and Ireland coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.